1984, pastors Jean and Sue started Faith Christian Center in a hotel ballroom. But for the past 36 years, they have taught people how to practically apply the Bible to their everyday lives. Over the years, God has blessed us and the church has grown. Faith Christian Center is now located on a beautiful 73-acre campus in the heart of the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. We believe the best is yet to come. Today's message will encourage you, inspire you, and teach you how to experience God's best in every area of your life. Well, God bless y'all tonight, ladies. Those of you that are watching, we just bless you in Jesus' name. You can be seated, and uh, we're going to kick off this girl talk tonight with a word of prayer. So you can stay seated. I'll stand. Father, in Jesus' name, I just thank you for every woman here tonight. I thank you for everyone watching tonight as well, and those who will watch later. I thank you for blessing each and every one with our topic tonight. May it be true in their hearts, their lives, their homes, their families, everlasting peace. May the peace of God permeate our hearts, our souls, our physical bodies, and our everything we do, everything we touch, everywhere we go, everyone we speak to, everyone we pray for. May your peace just blanket May it just blanket everyone that we come into contact with as a witness of your presence and your power and your provision. I thank you for blessing each of us with a word that will encourage us, that will help us get through the days ahead because you know what's around the corner. We don't know. We can only see the part of the road we're in right now, but you know what's around the corner and you are our peace. And we give you all the praise for it. And everyone said, amen. amen. God bless you. And so that is our topic tonight, everlasting peace. If you have a Bible, Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6 says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Say, he is my Prince of Peace. He is my Prince of Peace. He is our Prince of Peace. And Ezekiel chapter 37 and verse 26 says, I will make a covenant of peace with them. It will be an everlasting covenant. Get that, an everlasting covenant of peace. I will establish them and increase their numbers, and I will put my sanctuary among them forever. So the reality of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, is that he is the Prince of Peace. He's my Prince of Peace. He's your Prince of Peace. And he lives in our hearts by his Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God lives in you and lives in me. And that Spirit of God is his peace. Say, I have the peace of God. He lives in me. He is our peace. He is the Prince of Peace. And he brings us everlasting peace, a covenant of everlasting peace. And if there was ever a time that I was so sure of the provision of God, it was this week. Because, you know, the Holy Spirit gave me this topic months ago, and uh, just like he gave me the topic, I believe it was joy, right before we went the end of uh, 2019 into 2020, because he knew we'd, we'd need to practice the joy of the Lord as we went into and through 2020. And so 
this uh, past week was one of the most challenging weeks for me to practice the peace of God. And so God knew. See, I was in the road I was in, the part of the road I was in, and he had seen what was going to be around the bend. And he had been preparing me by studying these passages and by studying the scriptures and the word that have to do with peace. So, you know, all those scriptures had been in my heart and in my mind for some months. And then Monday evening, kind of settled in, my easy chair next to pastor, finally sit down, you know, right before I fall asleep, because I always fall asleep at the end of the day when I sit down. So I never get to see the end, the middle, or the beginning, or the end of a movie, just little parts in between. And I got a text from my brother-in-law, and he said he had to take my sister to the hospital. And uh, long story short, he took her. Uh, days passed. They didn't treat her. She was there. She was getting worse. He was being told she was getting worse. And there was back and forth about treatment. But they Monday passed, Tuesday passed, Wednesday passed. Then they said, we've, we've put her on oxygen. Then it was, it's, she's getting worse. And the whole time, you know, we're, I'm praying, and I'm saying what the Word says. And I walked into pastor's office Thursday morning, and I said, I heard you say this before, and I'm saying it now. I need her, and because I need her, you need her. And because you and I need her, God needs her. And so she's going to live and not die. Doesn't matter what they're going to do. It doesn't matter what they're not going to do. Because the Holy Spirit of God is there, and the Word of God says that he quickens our physical mortal bodies for life and for healing. And so we just stuck with that. And then uh, lots of texting, lots of calls to and from my brother-in-law and the hospital. And today, she's sitting up. I FaceTimed her. She's got her hair combed. She's wearing glasses. She knew who we were. And all she said was one sentence. I just want to get out of here. <laughs> I said, praise God, you will be home before Christmas. Because that's what I had been praying. God, just get her home before Christmas. And so God is so good, even when they, man doesn't want to do what you want him to do. And even when man doesn't want to do something on your behalf, they have no choice because they'll do it even though they don't know why they're doing it because it's God that heard your prayers and is answering your prayers and is going to work on your behalf and on the behalf of those that you pray for and call their name before the Lord. He is our Prince of Peace. So what a week for me to have to <laughs> look at these scriptures about peace. So I hope they become a great reality in your life and know that he is with you. He's with you every day. He knows what's on your heart. He knows what's troubling your mind. He knows the, the circumstances or whatever consequences you'll have to face in the future. He's a good God, isn't he? Amen. He is a good God. So Jessica, tell us what we're going to look at today as far as scriptures and then our first point. Okay, let's first uh, go in John 14. John 14, 27. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. And then Matthew 6, uh, we'll read six, Matthew 6, 25 through 34. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life. 
whatever, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more important than food, and the body more important than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the lilies of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So point number one, we are to have the peace of God in our hearts and our homes. So uh, point one, we are to have the peace of God in our hearts and our homes. Worry is a sin and it has a negative uh, result, so we just have to not worry, right. which is, of course, easier said than done. But uh, so, so how that, are, say that again, though. Say worry is a sin. Worry is a sin. Because I think a lot of times, you know, we don't realize it, that it is actually a sin and it's actually a command. He said, do not worry. And, and when I say that, I say that with um, compassion because I come from a family of women who worry. And so uh, it's a sin, though, and because it's uh, contrary to faith. Right. It's doubting. It's doubting. So uh, verse 33 tells us how we are to have peace. And it's by seeking, uh, verse 33, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. So it's not seeking all the things. It's seeking God and his kingdom. Then it comes and it follows. So seeking first the kingdom of God has to do with our actions. And it's not just speech. And it's not just what we believe or think. It's our actions, too. So we are daughters of the king, so we walk in that confidence. But we also have to behave like daughters of God, Mm -hmm. which I think is the part that's missing Mm -hmm. for a lot of people. It's the behavior. And we can't be praying, asking for peace if we're the ones causing trouble. Well, exactly, (laughs) because if we're praying for peace, or we're praying the word in any regard, uh-huh. but then our actions and our words and attitudes show the opposite, or they show worry or negativity, right. then you're right. It's, we, we've defeated ourselves before our prayers can get to the throne room. Right. That's what, I mean, you've messed up that seed you sowed, and yeah. <laughs> you just negated it. So, right. you know, our actions are important. And so don't be that troublemaker. <laughs> if you're looking for peace and you're like, how come I just can't have peace? Well, maybe look in the mirror, slow down, right. and you know, look at your actions. Yeah. And I'm reminded of the Beatitudes. Uh, Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers. Yes. So we're to have the peace of God, but we're also to be a peacemaker. Mm-hmm. Which is, so now we have five children. <laughs> Oldest 11, youngest one. So to try to be the peacemaker, sometimes I'm like, 
that's hard. You want to hide sometimes. So <laughs> then sometimes you just say, everybody stop. <laughs> Go in your corners. <laughs> and then, you know, everyone settle down. And because I think that's what social media and all this, like, it just, people keep ramping up on top of everything, on top of everything, and they don't settle down. Versus if we would all just calm down yes, calm. and calm down before we text people, calm down before we yes. say anything, yes. then, you know, that's when the Holy Spirit can speak to us first mm -hmm. on, should I even say anything? Right. Or, you know, but we can't hear that still small voice if we're shouting. That's, that's so, so good. True. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then teaching our kids how to respond. Yes. You know, when things are happening, even that are outside their control. Mm -hmm. Right. Because, yeah, you know, we'll get on the kids for throwing tantrums, but adults are throwing tantrums all day. Right. That's all I see when I'm out. Right. That's why I stay home. But yeah. <laughs> I, I don't want to deal with your problems. Grow up, you know. So, <laughs> but, so that confidence I was talking about and knowing mm -hmm. that, you know, God will give us what we are looking for, what we're seeking, if all we do is just follow him. But the, that confidence only comes from daily prayer, and daily Bible reading, because you don't know his promises, and you don't know him unless you spend time with him. Amen. Amen. And so then Proverbs twelve twenty five, an anxious heart weighs a man down, but a kind word cheers him up. So, so kind words. It's not hard. It's very easy to do, and it pleases God, which that's what I want to get his attention, pleasing him. Yes. Mm -hmm. So if I'm lifting other people up and I'm pleasing God, but I'm also sowing seeds for me. So mm -hmm. when I need that encouraging word, when I feel like no one sees everything that I'm doing, you know, <laughs> someone can say, wow. And I'm like, oh, yeah, they do notice, you know, or, or the kids. It's so cute. They'll randomly say, thank you for making this dinner or something. <laughs> I don't know, you know, whatever random thing. But, you know, those kind words really do help, even if you think, this is just sound, I don't know, odd, but it, it does in today's culture to compliment someone yes. else. It does sound yeah. odd. And it lifts you up at the same time versus just letting every negative thought spew right. out, you know, or yeah. you're lifting others up and then they turn around and lift somebody else up. Right. And it helps everybody's day. Well, it doesn't hurt me to lift someone else, but, you know, it's not going to push me down. Right. Yeah. I'm just helping other people, right. and then we're helping each other up. So it's just continual building, and that's that sisterhood of faith that, you know, when you're out in the world, you don't see it. Mm -hmm. So we should feel it when we're in the body of Christ, mm -hmm. is that we have, we can turn to someone and know that we'll get that uplifting word, which is the Lord. It's the Holy Spirit, and we're the ones who can say the words yes. to encourage. Yes. So we have to be that mouthpiece. In Philippians 4, 6 through 7, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. And that's a phrase of, I say a lot <laughs> in our house, yes. peace that passes all understanding. I say it at 1 a.m., I say it at 5 a.m., I say it all the time. And so, because um, Emily... We're in a good sleeping pattern, except for the last few days. So, like, at 1 a.m., I'm praying for our relatives. And, you know, I'm turning it to a positive thing. Lord, you're sending the right doctors, the right nurses. And, you know, like, I'm praying. And so each time uh, I'm, I'm praying for that peace that passes all understanding, even though my body says, I just want to lay down in bed. I, You know, I'm praying for that peace that 
only he has. Yes. The world doesn't have it. And there's no point in seeking it in the world because it's not there. Yes. And it's sad um, in the news or some horrible TikTok trend that happened today. Mm. And uh, a woman had posted, when will there be peace? And I thought, woman, you don't know the Bible. There will be no peace on the earth till right. Jesus comes. Mm -hmm. And then we go to heaven. That's when the peace yes. will happen. But the peace is here with us yes. because of the Holy Spirit. Yes, and it's in us, so we take his peace with us wherever we go. Right. And that's why, as you're saying, it's so important to speak words of calm and peace and encouragement yes. to those around us. Yes, so if you're in that temporary situation, because, of course, we're not saying it's perfect all the time, but when you're in those situations, that's the verse I always turn to, just that peace that passes all understanding. It doesn't make sense to the world, and it doesn't even make sense to me in the natural, where my head is analyzing things, and I'm saying, stop it. Yes. God has said this. Mm -hmm. The Word says this. And I have the peace that passes understanding. Amen. So 1 Peter 5, 7, um, the NIV 84 version, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. And the King James Version, too, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. I feel like the world has such a messed up view of the Lord. He's loving, and he loves yes. us, and the Bible is yes. for us, and it's to guide us and to, for us to succeed in every area of life. It's not strict rules to be, like, no fun. It's for our benefit, and so I think when... Teenagers think, well, the world's having more fun. They're not. No, it's, they're a not. <laughs> it's, it's a lie. It's a lie. They're lost, and it's, they're searching for that peace that we have in the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so that's why we have to show that peace so people can say, I want what they have. And um, I wanted to share this uh, poem, part of a poem, and I am no poet. So if I liked it, Miss Analytical, I wanted to share it. It's Joanna Gaines from Magnolia. She had posted about it. It's a poem called A Morning Offering by John O'Donohue. In the end, it says, May I have the courage today to live the life that I would love, to postpone my dream no longer, but do at last what I came here for and waste my heart on fear no more. And I just love that phrase, waste my heart on fear no more. Because fear and worry are a waste. It's a time suck. It's, yeah. it's discouraging. It does not lift you up. It doesn't lift others around you up. Yeah. So we have to choose to waste our heart on fear no more. Amen. And fear is a thief. Mm -hmm. It steals your time, it steals your energy, but then it's so draining yes. when we're afraid. And most of the time, it's stuff that we physically can't change or do anything about. Exactly. Or we know what we have to do and make those changes. But well, just worry. Yes, and I think that's in, in every stage of life. There's um, different kinds of worries because that's what in, at the end of Matthew 6, 34, it says, Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So the girls in high school, they're thinking about college. Which college do I apply to? And then you're in college, you're like, where do I apply for internships? So it's ongoing. So if you don't get in this habit of trying to not worry early on, it just keeps going, going, going. There's always something. Am I doing enough Christmas stuff? Am I, you know, like, just <laughs> endless things. Yes. So we have to 
get in that habit now of just not letting worry take over. Yeah, um, I want to go start with John 14 and verse 27, where it says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. So he gave us his peace. And it, whatever situation we find ourselves in or whatever the week, the turns that it takes, where we have to remember we have his peace and to uh, remind ourselves of that when we're out in the crazy traffic yeah. or we get that text or concerning phone call that we have his peace. And my mom and I were recently talking about this level that all women have of this female guilt where we have that guilt of, are we doing enough for the holidays? Mm -hmm. Are we doing enough for people in our lives? Or, <laughs> I mean, who takes more than a time to shower for themselves? Um, and even that, Derek always laughs going, did Riley find you in the shower? Yes, she did. That's why she's <laughs> half wet, because she tries to climb in with her toys or thinks, I need toys in the shower <laughs> to, you know, have playtime like she does in the bath. But it's finding that moment of peace in our lives as women and not letting female guilt mm -hmm. also give us more to worry about, you know, and um, we all have different giftings, mm -hmm. right? So whether we see one woman being a rock star at something, you know, that may not be my gifting. Mm -hmm. um, my gifts are not in the kitchen, but my mom's are. So <laughs> when she's making a holiday dinner, we're like, yes, what time are we eating? Because that's how we all structure our whole day with food is what time is she serving her dinner? Because that's when we're all for sure going to have enough room to eat. Mm -hmm. um, but <laughs> it's not really how we do it in my house. <laughs> I mean, everybody loves, you know, of course, dinner time because there's food there. But um, Derek recently hunted and had a turkey. And I, you know, he uh, bags it all up, freezes it, um, and puts it in the freezer. Well, one night for dinner, I thought, this looks like a really big chicken. I'm like... <laughs> That's interesting. And so I grab it out because he slices it all and gets it all into servings. And, you know, so I you don't bake it. Apparently, wild turkey, it's very lean and it dries out very quickly. So this thing was like very dry <laughs> by the time that I was done with it. And he goes, this is interesting. Where did you buy this? I said, I don't know. It was just chicken that was left in the back of the freezer. <laughs> he thought about it for a minute and thought, in the very back of the freezer, like with my handwriting on it? Well, yeah. He goes, did it say chicken? Didn't say anything on it, just had a date. And he goes, you cooked my wild turkey, didn't you? <laughs> he goes, you got to do less time on those because it's so lean. I don't know. I never cooked a wild turkey. Anyway, my you point is her. that we all, I did that time, yeah. We all have different gifting. So uh, whether yours is hosting or hospitality or my mom's is cooking with love, that she inherited from her mom, you know, we operate in that. And not to let guilt overtake you. You know, you shine in your area and be proud of the gifts that God gave you and what you have to offer. And if you're bringing M&Ms to the party, rock those red and green M&Ms, <laughs> you know? I mean, when the school, when I sign up for things at the school, I'm like, glow necklaces, yes, shipped to me. <laughs> I can, do, I can yeah. do things like that. You know, and other moms are like, I put together this whole crafting kit for all the kids. That's great. You do that. <laughs> I think that's awesome. But be confident in who you are and not let that guilt overtake you and let worry just be a thief from you. Um, so physically, Proverbs 14.30, a heart at peace gives life to the body, and envy rots the bones. So don't envy your girlfriend sitting next to you or the girlfriend that makes that perfect holiday dinner and shows a picture of it. You're like, yes, 
You know, I'm good at what I do. And, you know, if you're more interested in coming up with something fun for the kids to do, enjoy that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, don't let envy rot you from the inside out, but own who you are and be confident in the gifts God gave you. And, and like Jessica said, you know, encourage the girls next to you and lift them up and compliment them. Complimenting somebody else takes nothing from you, yeah. but it'll lift up that girl because she's really great at something different than you are. And let's talk about mentally and emotionally. Isaiah 26, 3, you will keep in perfect peace him whose mind is steadfast because he trusts in you. So we keep in perfect peace him whose mind is steadfast. So we have to remain steadfast, you know. Yeah, we have to keep our minds focused on the word, uh, on, a, on the prayer we're praying, on our goal, what we're trying to achieve, and not get thrown off with the things we've been talking about that throw you off the peace of God. And whether it's other people's words or a situation that cropped up you weren't expecting, uh, whatever it is. And so he keeps us in perfect peace if we keep our mind steadfast, focused, like a laser, on him, on his word, what his word says. Mm -hmm. That trumps everything. Mm -hmm. It trumps what other people say. It trumps what the so-called professional might say uh, about our situation or someone we care about. We keep our minds steadfast and focused like a laser beam on the Word of God. And a lot of times that's just not inviting other people's opinions. Oh. You know. Um, I don't know when I've done that. <laughs> so we shouldn't go around and say, what do you think of? And take a poll. No, no. I don't because I think <laughs> then you're crossing lines. So like you didn't, you know, get, get ask for everybody's opinion on where your mind should be this week. I mean, you know, when I talked to you, you just said, this is what it is, but this is what God says. And, you know, in those moments, that's what we have to do. We have to say, this is the situation, but this is what God says. Mm -hmm. And if we do anything different, our, our minds aren't steadfast. And so then mentally and emotionally, you know, we're just as lost yes. as the world does and yes. how the world responds to situations. Yes. So we speak life to our situations. And Romans 5 and verse 1 and 2, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. We have our peace with God. And he gives us peace. Mm -hmm. So we have to keep our minds right. Right. And, and our minds on him. And so when something, someone, words, situations want to come and, you know, just rock you off your peace, then you just know, you, I've got the peace of God. I've got the word of God. This is what he says. This is what he says about me. This is what he says about mine. This is what he says about my situation. This is what I'm, I'm saying. I'm saying what he's saying, and what he's saying trumps everything. It trumps everything. Mm -hmm. Yes. And not to be swayed. No. And mentally, emotionally, yeah. physically, um, yeah. that we stay in his word. Yes. And that we say the word, right? I mean, it's we know that, but then in those moments you where... To, and you have to say it. Yes, you say it to yourself. Mm -hmm. You pray it. You can pray it silently. You can pray it audibly, but you, there comes those points 
You've got to say it out loud. You do, and you have to say it to everybody you talk to. And you've got to say it out loud, and, you know, doesn't matter what people think. They could think you're off your rocker, <laughs> you know. Uh, they probably somewhere. already do, so yes. whatever. Well, that, exactly. <laughs> but then, you know, when, it's all, when it all turns out wonderful, they forget they thought you were crazy. So right. it's all good. Yes, yeah, people have short attention spans anyway. So, <laughs> you know, in the end, you're going to have the victory. So yes, that's all that you matters. can't let the little yeah. chatter or whatever static get in your way because you're going to have the victory and like I said people that's all they're going to remember at the end anyways versus you're like I know the battle I just fought yes but you know then we have the victory I like the word that Jessica used static Mm -hmm. because that's all it is anything contrary to the word of God it's just a static Mm -hmm. it it, it doesn't have any anything to do it doesn't affect us right if we don't let it Right, you can let it. You can right. let it. And you and can then, sit in your bed and, yeah. you know, ball up and just sit And that's there, even more discouraging. Yes. Right. To you, yes. you know. And it doesn't lift anybody up. Yes. Or point I, anybody. I love the song we sang tonight, um, I Raise a Hallelujah. Because, yes. you know, when, when everything might be screaming around you, doom, gloom, despair, destruction... No, we raise a hallelujah, and you just got to stand up in your spirit and in your heart sometimes and just shout it. You might be shouting it silently if you're at work, uh, or you can't stand up in your car when you're driving, but there comes those points, you just got to shout it out loud, yes. and you've got to just shout it out loud for because you, you, you want everyone to hear it, God, the devil, everybody, to hear that you're shouting hallelujah. Yes. Uh, Galatians 5.22 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control against things there is no law. And peace is a fruit of the Spirit. So not only do we invite His peace into our hearts, but we have to also keep that in our minds and keep worry at a distance. God didn't give us worry and he gave us his peace. And it's a fruit, which means it's a byproduct or a result of our behavior, our actions and our words. So uh, it ought to show up. It ought to show up on the outside, the peace of God. People ought to recognize it in us, on us, Mm -hmm. and hear it through our words. So this peace of God. In Matthew chapter 28 and verse 20 says, and this is Jesus, surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So, and here we are coming to the end of a year and entering into the next one. And he says he's with us even to the very end of the age. And we are on that precipice. We don't know, but we know it's close. And yet there's no need to worry or fear, but instead to have his everlasting peace, the peace of God, because he is with us always to the very end of the age. He's with us here right now. He's with us when we lay our heads down tonight. He's with us when we get up in the morning and go where we're going to go and do whatever we're going to do. He's with us every minute of every day, and he's with those that you love. He's with those that you care about because they're also in your heart and in your prayers. And he's with us. And anything that would want to make you doubt that is not God and not of God. So he's with us. As Christians, 
Our third point, we have the peace of God because we know that God is always with us. I know he's with me. And you've heard pastors say that, you know, sometimes, you know, you get up and you just, you just feel the presence of God. You just, or you're, you're praying and you just sense his presence. Or you're, you come to church and you're singing and you, you sense the presence of God in you and around you and on you. And other times, you know, you don't. But it doesn't matter because whether you sense his presence or whether you don't sense his presence, he's with you. He's right. with me. And that doesn't change. And I thought it was so marvelous because my brother-in-law is not a very spiritual person. And when I say that, I don't mean like spooky spiritual. I mean, he, when, I, when I'm like saying, telling him what the word says, he's very polite and he listens to me. But, you know, it's like passes on by. And yet it was the most marvelous thing because when it seems so, the, the news seems so dismal. And the next day when I texted him, he said, he called and he rarely calls, even during this week, only a few times. But he said, he said, you know, it was the oddest thing last night. He said, I was trying to go to sleep. And he said, it was like a presence on the other side of the room. And he said, he said, could that have been my wife's presence? She's trying to tell me she's going to make it. And I said, no. I said, it was the <laughs> no. angel of the Lord. It was God. It was his presence. It was your angel there. Just you're sensing the presence of God, the peace of God, because of all the prayers, because of all the prayers telling you you're, that he's with you. You're not alone. Mm -hmm. You're not alone. And sometimes, sometimes as Christians and people, uh, this is not that uncommon. People who have accepted Christ, when they don't grow in their knowledge of the word, they kind of stay baby Christians. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, so th uh, they kind of pack out what Brother Hagen used to call the spiritual nursery. And doesn't matter, they, they, they might be like way on up in years, but they're still in the spiritual nursery because they haven't really uh, spent time in the word and learned the word and, and allowed it to bear fruit in their lives and in their hearts. And so they don't know. But, they, but he said it was the most marvelous thing because I said, that was the presence of God. I said, it might have been your angel because I said it wasn't her. Her spirit's still in her hospital bed. In <laughs> her uh, body. Because yes. she's still there. Because I said, otherwise, yeah, <laughs> that would be a different story. So, no. And so I thought it was so marvelous that because of all the praying and the word that was being spoken, that he sensed the presence of God, the peace of God. He just didn't know quite how to describe it or what it was. So God's so good that way. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 14 through 22, as we conclude, says, For he himself, Christ, is our peace. Say, he is my peace. He is my peace. He has made the two one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility, by abolishing in his flesh the law with its commandments and regulations. His purpose was to create in himself one new man out of the two, thus making peace, and in this one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross, by which he put to death their hostility. 
He came and preached peace to you who are far away and peace to those who are near. For through him we both have access to the Father by one spirit. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and aliens, but fellow citizens with God's people and members of God's household, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him, in Christ, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. So we are the house of God. He lives in us by his spirit. We are the church of the living God, and he lives in us by his spirit. Colossians 3.15 says, Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. What is the peace of Christ supposed to do? Rule in our hearts. Since as members of one body, you are called to peace and be thankful. So in all things, we give thanks because he's with us always, even to the very end of the age. And he has given us his peace to rule in our hearts. So we need to let it. We need to let his peace rule in our hearts and speak his word. Speak the word of God over your situation, over your family, over your finances, over the desires of your heart that you have, and God will make a way even where there seems to be no way. Mm -hmm. Even when man doesn't want to do what you want, it doesn't matter because God works on our behalf. And the Bible says he works on our behalf even while we sleep. So you can, you can, you can say the, the word of God and make your confession of faith and get in your bed and, and go right to sleep because he's working on your behalf mm -hmm. even while you sleep. So let's make room and even more room as we close this year and go into the next one for our, our Father God to speak to our hearts for his word to be at work in us, to produce fruit, the fruit of the spirit and the fruit of peace. And to have his everlasting peace, we have to have that relationship with him every single day. So talk to him. He's your best friend. The Bible calls him the lover of our souls. Mm -hmm. So you have a lover, and he has everlasting peace for us. Let's all pray. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for your word tonight. I pray that all of us would have a heart full of your peace, the peace of God that passes understanding. And I thank you, Father God, as heads are bowed. If there's anyone here tonight and you would say, Pastor Sue, I don't really know the Lord. I don't really have this peace you're talking about. Well, then tonight's your night. And if you'd like to pray a prayer, uh, committing your heart, your life to the Lord Jesus Christ, this is your moment. So as heads are bowed, if you say, Pastor Sue, I'd like to pray a prayer committing my life to the Lord Jesus Christ tonight or recommit my life to the Lord tonight, then raise your hand because if there's any hands raised, we're going to pray. Well, perhaps there's people watching. And so if you're watching and you have never really given your whole heart, your whole life to the Lord Jesus Christ, today's your day. This is your moment. And so let's all pray this prayer for the sake of those who want to commit or recommit their lives to the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for the opportunity right now to give you my life. I give you my life. In times gone by, I've done my own thing. 
I've gone my own way, and I've lived for self. But right now, I turn to you. I ask that you'd forgive me of all my sins. I'd ask that you give me a heart of peace, a clean heart. Separate my sins from me. As your word says, as far as the east is from the west, I thank you that you do it. And I commit myself to read your word, to pray, to hear your word in church, to give you the tithe, and to give offerings as led by the Spirit, to live a new life in Christ. And I know as I do that, I'll be blessed exceedingly, abundantly, above all that I could ask for or imagine. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, God bless you. If you prayed that prayer, we'd like to hear from you. You can write us at faithchristiancenter.com. If you write us and tell us you've committed or recommitted your life to Christ, we'll send you pastor's book, God's Very Own Child. God bless you. We love you. We bless you with the peace of God tonight. Can everybody say amen? Amen. amen. Well, December of 2021, who would have thought it? God has brought us through another year. We're blessed. We're prospered. I believe he's, gonna, he's not done yet because we're not at, not at the end, very end of the year yet. It's not the last day of December. So if you've got prayers going up that haven't been answered yet, in Jesus' name, we declare they're going to be answered quickly, supernaturally. And as we go into 2022, it doesn't matter what's around the bend. Say, it doesn't matter. Because he's gone before us. And he's already got us covered with his peace, with his provision, and with his blessings. Well, God bless you all. We love you so much. I thank God for each and every one of you, for your lives, your families, your children, your spouses, uh, your dreams, your hopes, your aspirations. And, you know, it doesn't matter because he's with us to the very end of the age. So whether that's years ahead of us or not so many years, but whether we be here or whether we be with Christ, we're going to live forever. Amen? And we're going to live forever with the blessing of God and the peace of God. Thank you for listening to this life-changing message. To partner with us and to help us reach more people with the good news of the gospel, visit our website at faithchristiancenter.com. Your financial support is enabling us to reach more people than ever before. If you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, pray this simple prayer. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. If you prayed that simple prayer, you are born again and today is a new beginning. We would like to send you a copy of Dr. Jean Lingerfeld's book, God's Very Own Child. To receive your free copy, call the church office at 817-561-3400 or send an email to info at faithchristiancenter.com. Remember to put God first in every area of your life because he loves you and has a wonderful plan for you. And don't forget, we walk by faith, not by sight.